And this time on Culture File, we're going to talk about the weather with some of those who take such conversations very seriously. A new book, Weather, Spaces, Mobilities and Effects, considers our everyday relationship with the atmospheres that surround us, the light, the wind and the rain, and of course the fog that has caught the attention of not just landscape painters, but contemporary artists from Japan to Iceland. Culture File's Rachel Andrews spoke to two of the book's co-editors, Kaya Barry and Maya Barak. Where do we represent weather and the way that um, we think about, that we talk about, the language we use? It can often be quite sort of bland and, and, and I guess everyday, but what interests us is the way that artists and writers and performers and other kinds of creative practitioners are able to capture these really really quite intense moments that people have out there in the world in the landscape My name is Kaya Barry. I'm a researcher at Griffith University in Brisbane, Australia, and I'm a geographer and an artist. I think if you want to know about the weather and how the weather moves us and how it affects us, contemporary like visual arts and performance arts does this really well. You know, it, it requires you to be present and think about your body in relation to the other bodies in the room and the other kinds of sensations and and movements and, and the way that you interact with with everything else that's going on. So artworks where you fill a room with foggy substance, that's really technically astounding, some of these. They really draw out, you know, attention to not just the environment, but to yourself and how you respond. Maria Borovnik, I am a lecturer here at Massey University in Palmerston North in New Zealand. I think the fog idea came from the tactileness of fog, right? You know, like, I mean, like originally, I think we, we both came from different, different experiences of fog. But what we found really interesting was that fog seems to be almost like a being, you know, like something that envelops us. We, we kind of, we feel it, we are with it. And at the same time, it also sort of seems to be coming in and disappearing really quickly. And it just creates this sort of immobility. And in the literature, the immobility has been picked up on. But also, it's like beautiful and fascinating and really um, its own little creator, right? Like, it's like with, art, with the artwork that is especially the artwork that Kaya had been looking at or the installations that she's been working with, you know, like fog kind of has been displayed as something that can come together and and is its own being. And, and that's what was so fascinating to us. And we looked at like this non-human thing, you know, this non-human being, you know, this this fog that would communicate with us, but also be with us and then leave us and show us things and feels in a, in a particular way you know it's really tactile so so in that sense fog uh, was really fascinating 
There was a few artists that we were thinking through Fog. So one of them was the Japanese artist Fujiko Nakaya, who has been working on these experimental Fog installations and site-specific artworks for decades. And she has a very famous one uh, that was exhibited um, in Canberra in Australia, um, where she's created this garden um, around a pond and has set up with a, with uh, the help of engineers and some scientists this this fog that a mist that comes out on a timed uh, display so as you walk through the garden uh, all of a sudden this foggy cloud kind of envelops you and you can't quite see the path of where you're walking to there's other artists who've done work quite similar over the years. So, um, the, you know, the very famous uh, Danish Icelandic artist Elofra Eliasson, he um, has done a lot on weather, but particularly the really big, immersive, foggy landscape. So he had an installation um, in the Tate Modern um, a few years back where there was this giant artificial sun orb in the, the ceiling and down below everyone could come into the turbine hall and it was just filled with this foggy mist. So it really distorted your sense of place, um, even your balance, your relationship and distance to the other people in the room. So all of these artworks that we talk about, um, they all do this in very different ways, but with a really nice attention to the detail of the texture of fog and how it moves and shifts and it it wraps you in and then it spits you back out on the other side. So this sort of disorienting movement was really interesting to us. There's been a lot of attention, you know, in the media um, around noticing nature and noticing the changes that happen, the, the slower sense of seasons as we all have been, you know, locked inside our houses waiting for something to change. But the world's changing around us. And so you see people really noticing the weather. You see a rise of people who are interested in wildlife of all kinds and seeing the seasonal variances perhaps anew or differently. In that sense, I think the pandemic has kind of magnified things that perhaps we took for granted that were right in front of us. Um, weather certainly accentuates how we're all feeling too. So if it's cold and windy and you have your one hour exercise a day, do you really want to go and step outside? So it changes our habits. It changes what we're willing to put up with um, when we have a limited kind of radius of where our movements are permitted and when they're permitted um, and like right now here in Australia on the other side of the continent to where I am people are being evacuated from bushfires but they're going into evacuation centres where everyone has to be distanced so it has immensely changed how we think about you know how safe and secure and, and um, comfortable we live our lives and the places we live. Barry there ending that report and you heard also from Maria Borovnik the reporter was Rachel Andrews Weather, Spaces, Mobilities and Effects, edited by Kaya Barry, Tim Edensor and Maria Borovnik is out now